Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sequel Media. Uh, today I'm happy to announce that I'm joined by Jake, who's got his own channel on YouTube where he discusses films. Uh, today we're talking about Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Jake, thanks for joining me, mate. No problem at all. Yeah, um, in my opinion and in Jake's opinion as well, if you've seen his video, Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie, I think. 100%. Yeah, I rewatched it the other night, when you know, in in preparation for this episode, and yeah, the film still gives me chills every single time. Yeah. Um, some of the best scenes, definitely in the entire Star Wars franchise, if not movies in general. Um, first question, yeah. yeah. First question I want to ask Jake is, when did you first watch it? Can you remember? Yeah. Uh, I think I first watched it in two thousand and seven. Yeah. So quite a few years after it came out, mm-hmm. um, I didn't. Uh, I think it was the first Star Wars film I actually watched. Yeah. So I instantly fell in love with it. Yeah. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I only watched it last year for the first time. Um, I, I watched all the Star Wars films in order, and this one just stood out yeah. immediately. Yeah. Even even over the the original trilogy, which comes directly after it. It just stood out yeah. for me. I love and uh, the characters, which we'll get on to. The characters in this film easily, for me, rival the main, you know, Star Wars cast, the Princess Leia's and Luke yeah. Skywalker's. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just want to ask, why is this film so good for you? What makes it the best Star Wars film to you? Well, all the characters and actors have chemistry. The story behind it is so good. Mm. Everything about it makes it a good Star Wars film. The previous two before it didn't have much behind it like it didn't have much to follow yeah. but this was complete it completed anakin's story arc it uh, completed obi-wan's journey from training him to becoming his mm-hmm. rival it had everything i love how you can see the progress of each jedi in the films yeah. so like in the in the phantom menace Obi-Wan looks exactly like and acts exactly like Anakin does in Attack of the Clones. And then, you know, um, Anakin acting in the Revenge of the Sith for like the first half of the film, exactly like, you know, uh, Obi-Wan does. So it's like, it's great to see that like, and it feels like those two films which came before it were pretty underwhelming. It just absolutely blew those first two out the water. It just blew them out of the water, yeah. Yeah, it's I, um, and I love the way out. It becomes so so dark, and I love it when a film takes a really dark turn. And yeah, so second half of this film, and what surprised me as well on my second watch through of it is um, I I thought like the whole um, like Padme childbirth killing the younglings thing. I I thought that all came at the end, but it actually starts about halfway through, doesn't it? Yeah, it starts uh, in the midpoint. Yeah. Before, um. I think it's before he gets denied the rank of um, master. Yeah, because he comes back from the attack on the uh, at the very beginning. They have like the, the battle at the very beginning. Um, oh yeah, with Dooku. Yeah, they come back from the attack with Dooku, where you know they go to rescue uh, the Chancellor at that point, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, Chancellor, Chancellor Palpatine, who's an amazing character in this film. I yeah, mean, he is he absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, you could see he had like sort of evil intentions from the very beginning. Yeah. You can just tell by looking at the guy, um, even though it is revealed to us dead early on that he's that he's yeah. that serious. Um, and you can see how much he uh, impacted on Anakin just from yeah. that opening scene with Dooku. 
Yeah, he How sort far of he got to him. He sort of in this film takes over from Obi Wan as his mentor, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, his unofficial mentor. And I love the way out. They sort of play with these like common themes that we're used mm. to of an old man who's sort of overdone his sell by date. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's sort of like the devil and the angel on the shoulder, like the yeah. angel's Obi Wan and the devil's Palpatine. I never thought one's of it trying like to that, keep him on that's... the good side, one's trying to keep him on the dark side. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And the film's just got, I don't know, the characters are unbelievable. I'm looking at the poster here. You get, so obviously you've got Anakin, who's just the yeah. most, for me, he's my favorite Star Wars character alongside Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, I love, yeah, 100%. yeah, I absolutely love Hayden Christensen's um, portrayal of him in this. And I really hope he comes back for the Kenobi series, which is, which has been announced. Um, but you know, you get like Padme, you get to see a lot more of Yoda in yeah. this film. Um, Darth Sidious becomes more interesting, and of course, you get to see Darth Vader for the first time. Talk to me about that, Darth yeah. Vader. Well, it was always sort of a twist at the end. I sort of sort of had a feeling that we'd see him, mm. but not directly at the end of that movie. Uh, his reaction yeah. to killing Pal- uh killing Padme in childbirth yeah. was a very dark twist. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it all worked out well in the end. Yeah, I absolutely love Darth Vader in general. You might be able to see there, Jacob. Got like apologies if, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you might you won't be able to see. But obviously, um, I've got like little little Darth Vader artwork there. Oh, yeah, that's very cool. Um, yeah, I, have you ever seen the as well like that scene from the film in the French version of it? Um, there's like a French version where Darth Vader, he obviously. He sits up after learning that Padme is dead, and like yeah. he, he shouts no, doesn't he? Um, yeah. In the French version, give it a watch later on YouTube, mate. It's like the French uh, voice actor does a much much better job. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, it's he just it's like a crying one. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the French version of that one's way better. But it's just it's got so many like iconic. It's got so bits. many redeeming qualities. Yeah. To the previous two films. Yeah. To how they were and then how much that it took a twist in this specific film. George Lucas done very well. Mm-hmm. It's like there's just the Obi-Wan on his own's got about five iconic lines from this film. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, like when the bit when he steps off the plate, and obviously we're gonna go quite deep into the plot. So yeah. um obviously don't listen to it if you if you if you want to stay spoiler free from the film. Um, if you somehow haven't watched the film, yeah. If, if you, yeah, if you if you haven't watched Star Wars, go ahead and watch it because I I watched them all at once. It was such a great experience. It's so many characters to get into. Um, yeah. And the one I like about it as well, I loved Samuel L. Jackson in it. I feel like it's important to touch on him because he plays a massive part. Yeah. Doesn't he, Mace Windu? Um, towards yeah. the guest to the end. He's, you could argue he's he's like the the driving force for him to really become Darth Vader. He's the last, yeah. Because after Mace Windu dies, it's like, oh, well, I may as well turn to the dark side now. Yeah, because he sort of um, goes, yeah. Go on, sorry, mate. That's right. Yeah, he's sort of the one that denied him the rank of master, and once he yeah. uh, once he finally kills Mace Windu, it's just like, oh, well, I can turn now. Mm-hmm. And of course, he tells him to stay in the council room and to. Um, to wait till he gets back because he's just going to go and arrest Palpatine, and he turns up yeah. and he's like, "I was like, you know, if he, you know, if he waited in that council room, he was being Jedi Master." 
he probably would have gave him the rank yeah. if he'd have just stayed where he was. But um, yeah. that scene where you know the lightning's coming out of Palpatine's fingers and um, you, you see Palpatine go full Darth Sidious with the face makeup and everything, and then uh, Mace Windu yeah. goes flying out the window. It's just unbelievable. Um, favorite character from the film, Jake? I, I know I've got mine, but like, who's yours? Hello. Oh yeah, sorry, mate. I'm back now. Yeah, so uh, Anakin, a hundred percent. Yeah, I love Anakin. Hayden Christensen's portrayal is brilliant. I think I, I've I, even in the prequel trilogy, even in the original trilogy, I love Obi Wan Kenobi. But I think Hugh yeah. McGregor's portrayal of Obi Wan Kenobi in this film um, is so iconic. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone else playing him. Do you know what I mean? I, I'll always want to, and I yeah. love Hugh McGregor. He's one of my favorite actors, anyway. Um, but seeing that, just his like despair at Anakin becoming completely evil, it's just, oh, it's it's absolutely chilling. And you know, you get the, you eat, yeah, you obviously get the iconic fight scene at the end as well. Yeah, almost far. Yeah, and you know all the, all the lavas flying everywhere and stuff like that. Um, but. You know, a lot of people probably, and like the older Star Wars fans, probably rank this one below, like The Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, why do you think that is? Uh, obviously, because they grew up with it. They understood yeah. the story more than what we did because we grew up with the prequel. So we now understand it more uh-huh. looking at the older versions of the, uh, the original trilogy. And yeah, they just, they saw it as their trilogy, whereas we see the prequels as, our trilogy, our generation, whereas mm. the originals was their generation. You see, like a lot of people, like at the time, it wasn't very well received, was it? And no. you know, you like you get now, you'll see, like, oh yeah, over time, it's just aged quite well, hasn't it? People yeah. like because the younger, for the younger, um, for the younger audience, Padme's lost sort of the Princess Leia for people, you know, younger yeah. people. Um, it's so good to see. I love how dark the film is. I like how the film doesn't end with a happy ending. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> yeah, that. No, yeah. yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. And it's it's just really good to see the amount of... You can tell so much work went into it, basically. And you can you can see George Lucas's um, influence on it. I love how the prequel yeah. trilogy sort of... It sort of cuts, doesn't it, in and out, which which you don't see with some of the later mm. ones and some of the, the end of the, the original trilogy where you just get the quick cuts in between action. Mm. What do you think of that? Because sometimes it can pull you away from the... Sometimes it can pull you away from the, the action, what's happening. Because obviously in the uh, the Obi-Wan, Anakin fight at the end, it keeps switching mm. between them and Yoda and Sidious. Do you know what I mean? What, yeah. do you think of, what do you think of that? Because would you rather that we got to see all of one and then all of the other? Or do you like the way George Lucas cuts it? No, I thought it was perfectly cut. Seeing both sides of the story, how one's trying to be swerved from conflict and the other one's trying to face conflict, yeah, is is so well done. And I don't think George Lucas could have done an even better job if he tried. Yeah, um, and as well, what's important to mention is the music in this film is unbelievable. Um, yeah, I'm a music Williams. student myself, and like I, we we use John Williams's music to mm. you know critique and stuff like that. And um, the re- I, I loved this film so much because for the first time watching it, um, it, I immediately felt like I'd already seen it. 
because it, yeah. the music is so recognizable. Because I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. I've watched, oh, I love. I grew up on Harry Potter, and uh, obviously yeah. John Williams wrote the the score for that as well. And the scores are so similar. Yeah. It just made me feel like I've seen this before, but I haven't. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, and um, I love just I, how. It just feels incredibly comforting for the first part, and you know, becomes more and more, um, obviously more and more and more darker and stuff like that. Um, but like, how important is this film to you? You said it was the second favorite film of all time, didn't you? Yeah, it was. It is my second favorite film of all time. Yeah, uh, it had such an impact on me because, I guess, it was the, it was the first Star Wars film I saw. So mm-hmm. instantly I was in love with it. But everything about this film makes it so good and so lovable to what previous two films did. Yeah. That's why I love it so much. Yeah, I think what one thing the, the prequel trilogy did really well is they let you see Anakin as a young boy and... It lets you yeah. see Anakin, and, and it's unbelievable because whenever I watch it, I turn around and that you know the bit where he becomes Darth Vader and he, and Palpatine gives him his mm. name and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my god, that's the young boy from Tatooine who was a slave. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Uh, um, the sort of and and it does have a lot of the you know it does have a lot of um, especially the prequel the the original trilogy has a lot of comparisons to Harry Potter. You know, the orphan yeah. boy raised by his aunt and uncle who doesn't know of his power and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, this film's just, it's unbelievable. If you were to sort of tell someone to watch it, what would you, how could you, like, um, how would you sell this film to someone? Because I've tried a lot of times to sell this film to people and I come up with a different reason every time. So what's your reason for sort of selling it to someone? Um, I just tell them how amazing the story is and how amazing they, de- how amazing they, they develop the characters over all nine movies and how each character affects each part of a different story. Yeah. And how it's so interconnecting that you have to watch each film to understand. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. You have to place each part perfectly to complete a story. Yeah. I think a lot of the re- people's reasons for film for not um, watching Star Wars is, I don't like sci-fi films. Yeah. Um, I think if you want to watch Star Wars, you don't, you're not going to be watching two hours of space battles film. and stuff like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not like... There's a, so much more behind it. Yeah, it's the character developments and about, I'd say about 10% of the entire Star Wars films are actually probably spent in space. The majority of it's on the different planets around. Yeah. There's so many different worlds and um, I love how they use different uh you know different planets to sort of convey different moods like Kashyyyk is the perfect planet for the Wookiees which which Yoda goes to at one point in the film when we meet Chewbacca for the first time and then you've obviously got like Mustafar which is the perfect place for a battle between like a you know a a turned evil apprentice and his old master isn't it yeah uh, you know the he does such a good job of you know, using the scenery to to convey moods. It's and that the selling point for me it, it with Star Wars is there's so much emotion in it. Yeah, yeah. It's like 
you're not you're not watching you know you're not just watching wars in space it's it's like there's a lot of you know it's great to see okay this is this is a jedi this is his apprentice and you see these two people gain a start again like a a bond throughout the first three films like you've got a it's like a brotherhood yeah of course it is i love the i love the comparisons to like samurais and stuff like that yeah you know with and we see it in attack of the clones where they'd be going to get closer obviously there's a bit of a like a 10-year gap isn't there between phantom menace and uh, attack of the clones and you're seeing how obi-wan sort of brought Anakin back down to earth between those two films, mm. you know, and try, and you can see that Anakin has a little bit of, you know, feistiness in his character by then. Um, yeah, definitely. And you, you can, you can tell something's going to happen anyway with Anakin. Yeah. You can tell he's going to be an important character. Um, and there's like a, yeah, the feistiness is there, but you can tell Obi-Wan begins to love him. In Attack of the Clones, yeah, but definitely in Revenge of the Sith, and you know you get that at the end. You know he, he, when he shouts to him, "You, you were my brother, Anakin," and you know Anakin, uh, I loved you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and talking about how how all the plans for him, you know, you were meant to destroy the Sith, not join them, and not join like, them. The amount of unbelievable quotes in this film—it's just amazing. Like, um, mm. you know, the bit where Darth Sidious and Anakin are sat there. At the sort of big light show, and he's talking about oh, yeah. Darth Plagueis, the Wise, and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, this it's got so. I think the dialogue just does so much for the plot in these scenes, and it's got so mm. much memorable stuff in it, hasn't it? Yeah, I think that's why I love uh, the Rise of Skywalker so much because of how much impact Palpatine had in uh, had in yeah. Revenge of the Sith. To compare, oh wow, he's back mm-hmm. in Episode Nine. Mm. it's sort of come full circle and going yeah. back to the bit of Anakin being um, from being a slave to being this cocky, brash, young Jedi he went from being such a rumble young boy being the next big thing, like he was meant to completely take over the Jedi he was mm-hmm. meant to be the main man and he was he the just, chosen one at the end of the day wasn't he you know, yeah he was Yeah, supposed to bring balance to the force and you know, completely destroy the Sith. So he, it's it's just amazing to see he begins to sort of turn on Obi Wan without purposely yeah. doing it. So you know, Padme usually offers you know Obi Wan's help throughout to him, and he he doesn't feel he needs mm-hmm. it. Um, and he, I love how they sort of use the first two films into into Revenge of the Sith because people will make arguments for you know Attack of the Clones and the Phantom Menace are awful films. Which uh, I don't think personally, I I enjoyed both of them. Um, mm. It's the way how it works so yeah. well into the plot of the third one for me. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of it, they're they're like uh, Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope. They're build up movies. Mm. They don't completely tell a full story because you know that something's going to happen right at the end. Yeah, um, so they're sort of filler movies. And you mentioned there about obviously Palpatine's rise again in the ninth film through cloning and stuff like that, and yeah. it's it's mad how he creates this sort of ghost aura that he can just never be defeated. Yeah. I found that I found that really scary, and you know yeah. the way yeah. Ray has to take him down, and Ray finds out her sort of um, her, you know, like obviously bonds to Palpatine, 
for finding out that he's yeah. his granddaughter. Um, and it sort of links the whole plot well together. And I, I don't mind the sequel trilogy. I've, I've only seen them once. I need to rewatch them, mate. But um, mm. yeah, I think for me, this film just has a bit of everything. It has a bit of, you know, the, yeah. it has a bit of like the sitcom drama. It has a bit of romance. It has a bit of, um, you know, the fight scenes. It's got great music. Um, yeah. But like, you know, the, I think the characters make it, don't they? And we'll keep going back to it. The why the yeah, characters they do, 100%. are so good. What's your favorite part of the film? Um, I'd probably say towards the end. Yeah. And the sort of ending portion, like when they, uh, when uh, Sidious executes Order sixty six, yeah. you see Anakin uh, storming the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him becoming Darth Vader. You see the relationship now bonding between Yoda and Obi Wan and Padme. Mm-hmm how much they actually do genuinely care about him and the, the surprise on their face that he could have done this to being one of the most promising Jedis to now being a Sith Lord. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, and there's the... it's like, I think my favourite film, obviously, I think everyone's favourite part is the ending part. You know, on the yeah. on the on like the the sort of the Rocky Mountain bit where, you know, Anakin sort of starts to burn and stuff like that. But I think if you're going to ask someone, um, you know, you're going to ask someone, uh, what their favorite part of the film is, you just have to rule that bit out because I think that's everyone's answer. Um, yeah, I love the bit where uh, where sort of, I love the, the beginning of the film. I think it's got the best one of the best beginnings of a Star Wars film. Yeah. I love the bit how it's mad. He's so similar to Attack of the Clones, Anakin, in the first ten minutes, isn't he? Yeah. You know he's He's got the he's got the Obi Wan mullet. He's got the fresh cockiness. He's he's still cracking jokes, isn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, And... yeah. Sorry, go on, mate. No, no, no. Um, it's like, and you and the bit where he gets. I think probably the bit where he gets rejected as Jedi Master is probably my favorite. Apart from the ending, the ending part, um, yeah. I loved seeing his just utter despair at this decision. Even though, as you mentioned in your video, he's the youngest council member in history, so yeah. nothing's ever good enough for him. That's the thing. And finding out at the end that his visions throughout the the film were dependent on him becoming Darth Vader and turning to the dark side. And if he just he was sensing the future rather than sensing you know, a definite sort of outcome. And yeah, if he did just sort of... stuck stick to the treading path, then he would have probably been all right. Yeah. And you can definitely see it in the sequel trilogy as well with uh, Ray when she's having the visions of her parents and mm-hmm. being able to project herself to where Kylo Ren is. Yeah. You can see that relationship between them and the similarities to Anakin and his dreams being from an alternate reality to coming reality. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think there's so much to love about this film. It's I think it is quite easily sellable. It's basically if you want to see a you know a child become the icon he's supposed to be, and then just take it completely, blow it out of proportion, and watch him fall back down to earth. Yeah. Um, 
see his utter despair and we we completely see I think it did the what it was job it was supposed to do, which is just building Darth Vader's character. Because if you watch yeah. the original film from 1977, there isn't much context, which I didn't like. You know what I mean? And though no. obviously at the time it was a great film, but um, mm. you know, if you watch that without watch I can't imagine watching that without watching the, the, the prequels. Because <laughs> yeah. so much he just bursts onto the ship. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, who is this? We know he's evil. We know it's Darth Vader now. But why is he why is he who he is? And um yeah, um, I just I fell in love with this one as soon as I seen it, and it will it was my favorite as soon as I laid eyes on it. We get a first look at his costume as well, his iconic yeah. mask and his sort of stuff like that. Yeah. Um what did you make of the sort of costume in this film? Because it's a bit different, isn't it, compared to... It's different in every Star Wars film, but, you know, you compare what yeah. Obi-Wan wears and you compare what Padme wears to Attack of the Clones. How is it different to you, and yeah. is it better? Um, it's a lot better, but you can see from the original trilogy that each movie, the suit gets bulkier. Yeah, but as you can see from the prequels, the each movie the suits gets the outfits get slimmer, mm-hmm. so you can see a more defined Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's very noticeable that when once you see him in the suit, it's a lot slimmer to to what we see in A New Hope and in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and um, it's strange watching it on a second watch through. You notice a bit more, so you begin to notice Anakin's yeah. costume, even as a Jedi, he's wearing pretty much the same costume he wears as Darth Vader, just without the helmet, isn't he? Yeah. You know, minus... without the helmet and the hood. Yeah, minus without, like, the breathing pack on his chest and stuff like that. Um, it's yeah. got, you know, he's pretty much the same. And it's just, it's so eerie, this film. But I think for me, you and McGregor's got to win Man of the Match in this film. For me, I just absolutely <laughs> loved him. You know what I mean? He's just got... Yeah. So much about him. Um, we get to see a bit of everything. We get to see the end of the battle with Count Dooku, which has lasted all through the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. You know, you get to see Padme a bit older. Padme sort of becoming more of a more of a senior figure because we used to her being a yeah. teenager, like a sort of not hot headed, but she has a tendency yeah. to be like that. Like at the end of a Attack on Attack of the Clones, um, mm. you know. But there's so much to love about the film. Um, I made up the you came on to speak about it because I've, I've always wanted oh, to no talk, talk about a Star Wars film. Um, yeah, but I think that's, I think we've covered majority of the stuff we can really talk about it because you just need to go watch it, don't you? Yeah, it's a hundred percent. a must watch if you haven't somehow have not watched it yet. Um, yeah. It's definitely one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. If, if you're obviously a Star Wars fan and you have seen it, then you can let us know below what you what your opinion is that this is such a 10 out of 10 movie yeah there's so much so much there for you to enjoy um and obviously i'll make sure that i'll, I'll link jake's channel in the description of he spoke a lot more in depth about the uh all the star wars films on his channel um hopefully we'll get you back on soon maybe we'll talk about batman films which cool. you've spoken about before as well um yeah as I, I've, I've been watching re-watching all the batman films recently so been enjoying them all and it's it's good ranking to do um but yeah thank you very much for joining me jake it's, it's been no, a pleasure mate yeah yeah thank you um and obviously thank you for listening if you have if you 
uh, and like the video. Make sure you like it and subscribe it. It's also available on Spotify as well. Go and have a listen over there if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for watching and we'll see you in the next one.